Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number one, number one of our <laughs> relaunch of Geeking with the Moms. If you've been following us, then you know that we have uh, we've changed things because we like to talk about more than games. So. Bear with us. This is our first episode. We're going to figure out how we're doing things here. So uh, so we may make some changes within the first few episodes because we haven't done this before. So I'm Nicole Tanner. I'm the, I'm a geek mom. I'm the mom of a five-year-old. I write for the Geek Embassy. I write about Game of Thrones, none other. Um, I'm joined <laughs> by fellow mom, Regina McMenemy, who is also from the Geek Embassy, but she's like the editor, publisher of the Geek Embassy. I actually... Lead cat herder. That's... Lead cat herder. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. One of my many titles, yeah. lead cat herder. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's this dad that we put up with sometimes. His name is Steven Dutzman. He's the editor and founder of EngagedFamilyGaming.com and the father of three kids. Yes, hey, you've put up with me for longer than you put up with Regina. It is worth noting. <laughs> this is true. Thank you very much. Also, this relaunch was my idea. So. Yes. Those of you that are interested in hearing us talk about something other than video games and lots and lots of Game of Thrones and me (laughs) snoring, um, you're welcome. (laughs) Uh, So one thing that's not going to change, we're going to start things off with some of our little parenting stories of recent. So I have an unbelievably just terrible. Oh, I can't wait to hear this one. I know what you're going to talk about. I saw you post it on your Facebook, but. That happens to me last week. So um, so Thursday, about, I don't know, two-ish in the afternoon, I hear Anna's voice outside her house. And I was like, well, I guess Isaac probably picked her up for, for some reason or whatever. But then I'm like, well, wait a second. My phone is the first that they're supposed to go to in the emergency contacts. And she wouldn't get picked up unless she was sick or, you know, something else had gone on. So I checked my phone. I didn't miss a call. I kept hearing her voice. I was expecting the door to open at some point and I could be like, Hey, what the, why did you pick her up early? The door didn't open. And I was like, this is weird. I could still hear her voice outside. So I went outside and her and another little girl were hanging out in our driveway by my car. And I was like, what the, what are you doing out of school? Like, seriously and i just i was like oh my god so um they had walked from her school to my house now we don't live a a, like a terrible distance away we are within walking distance but it is a 10 to 15 walk that involves crossing four streets one of which is a very very busy street so like i did it to like like that you know when you've got like trouble going on you go into this mode where you don't freak out but you just do things so i was like okay grab my phone (laughs) call the school. I'm like, look, I've got them. They're safe. You know, they were about two seconds away from calling the police. Like they've got this protocol that they follow. Um, Cause like he said, like the assistant principal told us like most of the time when kids go missing, quote unquote, they're just in the bathroom or, you know, yeah. something yeah. like that. So, so no, my kindergartner and her little friend skipped school. It was, um, yeah, I took them back. And like, you could tell the whole administration there, like they were rattled and they explained to me, like, this is their protocol. This is why I hadn't actually been called yet, which I actually think is better because if I got called and she hadn't been found, that would have been really, really bad. Yeah. Um, But anyhow, so apparently they left during recess uh, and Anna said she left because she was tired and she wanted to come home. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, yes, yes. So that was my Thursday. And of course, you know, Isaac, after I told Isaac, he came home from work early and we were just like, we have, you know, she's got punishments like crazy punishments are going to go on for a month at least. Um, But at the same time, it was like hard to be mad at her because we were just like, oh my God, think of what could have had possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, first of all, Isaac was like amazed that she knew how to get back to our house because we've walked from our house to school, but not very often. And we haven't done it for like two months or whatever, not since winter quote unquote started out here. Um, But, um, but yeah, so it was, Oh God, I was, uh, yeah. (laughs) I can't even articulate really. What what that was like, but I'm like, really? Kindergarten? Kindergarten. <laughs> Never would I ever have imagined that I would be dealing with this issue in kindergarten. So it was like talking to Isaac. I'm like, well, she's gonna be like when she's 10 or 14, or and he's like, Well, she will have learned better judgment by the time she's 10. Yeah. Like, and yeah. if it's you know 14, it's gonna be a little bit more deliberate. So um, yeah, although this yeah, is deliberate. There'll be different challenges when she's yeah. 14. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. When I brought them back to the school, it took like every fiber of my being just to not scream at people, be like, what the hell? How do two kindergartners get away from school? Yeah. Um, but they have like a very open sort of campus. You know, in most schools, like there's the building, there's a hallway, and then there are rooms. Uh, the school isn't like that. All the entrances to the rooms are on the outside of the buildings. There's like no. Yeah hallway um and so uh and anyway it's a good school it's like you know they're obviously rethinking all of their um protocols now about keeping an eye on kids um but it does appear that there is a little bit of lapse judgment um on someone's part and the principal and the assistant principal have been great they're like the principal's like we lost your trust and we need to gain it back um, and so he's keeping us informed about all of the changes that they're making. So, um, so it's funny because he, the, the principal wasn't there the day that this happened. So he was there the next day. Um, and Isaac's like, Isaac didn't talk to them. I talked to them, the assistant principal briefly, but obviously my head was just, I couldn't really talk, you know, in any type of intelligent way, thoughtful way. Um, as in my head, I'm like screaming at other adults doesn't accomplish anything. Screaming at other adults doesn't accomplish anything. Um, so, but but we went in on Friday morning uh, and I didn't like, I sent an email. Was, was it this like, oh, can we set up a time to meet? I was like, no. I said in my email, we will be there at 845. And these people better be there and ready to talk to us. Um, so they were pretty happy with their response thus far. Um, yeah, but Anna, though, she's not playing games for a while. She's not uh, playing with some of her favorite toys for a while. She's, um, I'm not reading Harry Potter to her for a week, which oh. was a hard thing to give up. But it's something that she absolutely loves. And this is so serious that we really had to go for the things that she absolutely loves. So Isaac had this great theory, went to her, her room, which I made her stay in her room until he got home. And he's like, um, he's like, just, just, you know, don't, don't say you're going to take away a specific toy. Like, just let me do this. We got it. And he's like, so what's your favorite toy? And she's like, my Hatchimal. He's like, okay, gone for a month. 
As, as we kept laying out the punishments, this after this after this, like she was crying and then crying harder and then crying harder. And uh, I know it was it was so terrible to watch, but oh my god, unbelievable! Just yeah, unbelievable. Um, well, my my, my brother <laughs> did that to my mom when he was in first grade. Oh. Or he just, oh. and we later, my mom would tell the story much differently, like when later, because she figured out that what had happened was he was dyslexic before they really uh -huh. knew what dyslexia was. Yeah. And so he had loved school in kindergarten and then first grade, they started to learn how to read. And so as soon as he started, they started to teach reading. Mm -hmm. He just, he just stormed out one day. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, I'm done. I'm not going back to that place. Yeah. Uh, and came home in a, in a huff and, you know. Yeah, that, that's that one thing it. that, like, yeah. the principal had said um, is that that's that's what you expect. The kid's going to be mad or upset. Something or happened, something yeah. Would be yeah. the reason that they would leave school. But nope. Tired. And I was like, I'm tired. I want to come home. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, yeah. I am thankful that... <laughs> It didn't have a different ending. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my God. We have been so freaked out. Um yeah. just with yep. the what ifs. So um, but anyhow. So what's been going on with you guys? How are your kids? Not running away, I hope. <laughs> no. 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 No, no, no um, solo journeys here. There's just a different flavor of stupid though. Kids are stupid. <laughs> Kind of a thing, especially five-year-old kids. Five-year-old kids yeah. are real dumb. Um, and you know that's just it. But <laughs> I will say, I the school probably shouldn't noticed. It's a little weird. Yeah, they did notice. Yeah, they did notice. They just have this step-by-step -step thing that they follow when kids are missing because they don't want to like call the police and find out that the kid is in the bathroom or, you know, something like that. So, so they go step by step by step. They were at the point where they were getting ready to call the police when I called and said, I've got them because they realized at that point that they were not on the school property still, right? you know, because sometimes kids will go and hide and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So they had to check all those things first, which makes sense. Um, I don't fault them for that, but, um, but yeah, her getting away is definitely was a lapse of judgment. Um, at least Isaac and I have determined based on the description of what happened from the staff. And they're taking steps to to rectify that. So, right. so well, and isn't her regular teacher going on leave or on leave she now? She's on leave already. Yeah. yeah. So That's what there I might be a little chaos going yeah, on. Yeah, the assistant principal is like, I feel like that they haven't had any structure for the past month almost um because he went on leave right after um christmas break, break. Yeah. um his wife had a baby and he's gonna be gone the entire rest of the year um because the baby's not doing great which is completely understandable for him to be gone but they've had a you know a substitute for a couple weeks now but before he left it was like he was there and then the substitute was there and then he was there for half day and the substitute was a half day and sometimes it wasn't the same substitute and so yeah. like I'm sure things have been really chaotic and I mean I don't want to like be like Anna like is this because that you don't like your substitute or, you know, something I don't want right. to put anything into her head about why she did it. So, um, oh. so yeah. So really, 
Nothing. I mean, I know. I know that nothing this serious. Well, nothing's going to follow but... that. No, I have. I have a cute, a cute gaming themed story for okay. my daughter. Where okay, so she turns four next month, and mm-hmm. as we've established previously, I tend to um, do elaborate decorations <laughs> for birthday parties. Yeah. <laughs> um, although they've gotten less as she's gotten older, <laughs> but. <laughs> I've been trying to pinpoint her down to a theme for this year mm-hmm. and um, she keeps oscillating on me and going back and forth. Um, but I think she's finally decided. And I have to say, I'm pretty proud because she's decided that her theme is Mario. <laughs> oh, it's Mario now. So she's gone through what? Four? At least. Month? Yeah. <laughs> At least. I mean, it started as um, Hatchimals. She was going to have Hatchimals was first. And then it was, Trolls holiday special specific to the holiday special, (laughs) which I wasn't really sure how I was going to make a trolls party. That wasn't anyway. um, (laughs) I wasn't really sure how I was going to make that one work. So I was glad she went (laughs) moved away from that one. But, um, and then it was my little pony and there was something else in there as well. And it's still, yeah. 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 So Star Wars. And now it's Mario. And she likes to play Mario with us now. She's watched me play Odyssey mm-hmm. um, enough that she knows the characters. And so now she likes to play a game where one of us is Bowser and one of us is Princess Peach and one of us is Mario. Mm-hmm. And whoever's playing Peach has to be left like in the playroom while whoever's Mario <laughs> chases whoever's Bowser. <laughs> around the house yeah that's funny that's funny anna did that with castle crashers when she was younger and it popped up at atlantis when we were there in the swimming pool Mm -hmm. we were playing castle crashers it was just yeah yeah it's funny it was just and uh, you know this isn't anything that i like encouraged or like was like oh well why don't we play this like it didn't have anything to do with me this all came from her and she's decided these are our halloween costumes for next year so um, Chris is going to be Bowser and I get to be Peach, which I was really surprised. At. I thought for sure she was going to be Peach, but she wants yeah. to be Mario. So That's she's cool. going to be Mario. Yeah. That's cool. Very cool. Yes. Awesome. It's so, pretty funny. I'm just, I'm just very pleased. I feel very satisfied as a geek mom going. Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Mario yeah. at four. Yes. <laughs> nice. Screw the My Little Ponies because I was like, oh, My Little Ponies, whatever I can do it. But come on, let's do it. Yeah. So it's going to be more fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Steven, have your kids done anything? You've usually got awesome stories. Um, No, not really. I mean, it's. <laughs> This is just a real boring time of year. They haven't really done anything particularly interesting. They watched. Uh, I did um, have the boys watch uh, the Royal Rumble with me on Sunday. Okay. And it did not result in a fight. And funny story uh, before air, uh, Regina revealed to me that she didn't even know what the Royal Rumble was. And I was oh, like, totally clueless. Um, yep. I actually know. I, I know what well, that is. To be fair, you work at IGN. <laughs> so I'm you were surrounded like. How could you, you know, like, even if you didn't know beforehand, <laughs> you're about a bunch of dorks. Somebody brought it up. Um, now, I kept seeing you post on your Facebook, Stephen, and I was like, I think this is sporting. No, it's not sporting, really. So, not really. It's pretend sporting, but I mean, it's, it's in still- that... It's in that genre. genre. Yeah, it's yeah. sporting. So um, I, basically, people who follow me will know that I, I have football. And then when football is over, 
I watch wrestling again. And then I watch wrestling until football starts and then I stop. So the Royal Rumble just always happens to be the week before the Super Bowl. And so I watch it. And it's cheaper now because they have the WWE network and it's only ten dollars. So I watch it and I let and I let the boys watch it. And I was expecting it to get a little crazy. Really, I was hoping to let them watch it because I thought that the women's rumble, because they had the first ever women's all women Royal Rumble this year. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I'll let them watch it. They could enjoy it. You know, it's history making in that right. area. And <laughs> no, they it, I couldn't because they actually did one better and they closed the show with the women's Royal Rumble, um. Um, which is uh, uh, they've been doing that a lot more. Um, like last year's uh, WrestleMania was headlined uh, by a women's match. So like hmm. it's, they're doing a big, a big push to try and make the women's division a big deal. And so I didn't get a chance to, and Ronda Rousey is uh, the, from the UFC is uh, in the WWE now. So I, know I saw who she that. Is. You know who she is. She beats <laughs> I do. people up. Um, now she gets paid. Um, I had the distinction of making fun and being like, LOL, why don't you wear a leather jacket that fits? And then someone pointed out that that's literally Rowdy Roddy Piper, the late Rowdy Roddy Piper's jacket. And I was like, um, oh, I can't, I can't make fun of that because she's like literally wearing a legend's jacket. So it was, that was an interesting time watching it with the boys, explaining to them who these people are. Um, they understand what a good guy is. They know that's a face. They know what a bad guy is. They know that's a heel. They know that it is not real, but um, they still, they don't understand that you can change. Um, mm -hmm. And so we had to have that discussion about like people turning heel. It's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, it's complicated. So if you <laughs> want to talk to me about wrestling, you talk to me elsewhere, but that was my interesting story. The boy, I was expecting them to fight a lot because mm -hmm. that's what boys do. And no, they, they got hyped, but they didn't get like violently hyped. And that was pretty cool. They cool. didn't go to bed right away afterwards, but what are you going to do? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was my that was my stupidity, assuming that I would be able to just send them to bed in the middle of a wrestling pay per view. Right. <laughs> so, um, speaking of sportsing, and on that note, um, the Olympics are coming up. Stephen, you're crazy Olympics. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm going to talk a lot about the Olympics. The two episodes during the, them happening. So, be okay. ready. Right. I'm very hype. I'm super hype about the Olympics. So, if you want to tweet at me about them. I will talk about them anytime you want. I actually was talking to my boss. I believe that I'm going to take one day off during each week. To catch up <laughs> on the footage. To watch. The only downside is that the the weekend that I would spend, like the weekend in the middle of the Olympics, which is when I would sit and just binge Olympic stuff, I will be at New York Toy Fair. Oh. Um, so I'll be working and then I have to, I'm going to come back and I'm going to have a lot of work to do. So I'm a little right. disappointed. Um, but New York toy fair is a big deal and I missed it last year and I regretted every minute of it. So, mm. you know, yeah. What are you going to do? Right. Right. Got to work. <laughs> yes. I'm super hype about the Olympics. Do either of you give a crap about the Olympics? Um, not as much as you do. I, when I was younger, oh. I, I used to watch them a lot. Like I was totally into watching um, during the summer games, gymnastics, and then yeah. uh, the figure skating um, during the winter ones. But I'm not so much. Into I like it watching anymore. the clips and seeing seeing the things after. But I don't. Yeah. I don't have any kind of broadcast TV. So yeah, funny like, thing. There is. is um, I believe it's a male figure skater. Um, I think his name, I, I believe his name is Adam uh, Rippon, which is funny because I have a friend 
who has the same name. And so he's been posting like his face on top of pictures of the skater guy and sharing them on Facebook. And like, whenever there's like a news story, like Adam Rippon did something, you know, he's always sharing. And it's, it's funny. Um, anyhow, <laughs> funnier if you know him, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, there's a few things going on in games. It's still kind of a um, slow season um, as of yet. Um, but let's see, there are changes being made to Xbox Game Pass, which are pretty cool. Um, and that's uh, that's the current current games are being available. Is that right, Stephen? Yeah, so the changes? yeah, the specific story if um, is that currently Xbox Game Pass is a thing where uh, you pay $9.99, you get access to about you know a hundred ish, right. Xbox One and Xbox 360 games um, on Xbox One. Um, it's not like you're not streaming them. You can actually download them. Uh, you have mm-hmm. unlimited downloads as long as you're a subscriber. That was a neat service that they put in. Um, it was not for everyone. They announced last week that starting with Sea of Thieves on March 20th, all first-party new release Xbox One games will be available on the uh, game, the Xbox Game Pass day and date with their retail launch. Mm. Basically meaning, as long as you subscribe, you never have to go to the store to buy one of their games again. And that's yeah. insane. Yeah. That's super cool. Um, I think we have that automatically. <laughs> I think probably. We use it, right? um, probably. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not a huge investment to give it to your... Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it, it's a pretty... I would guess that it would be a pretty simple benefit to give. Um, yeah. Because it's not a super expensive service. And I think that's a big piece of it, right? I mean, at the very least, it gives everyone who is an Xbox owner a very cheap entry point to whatever video games they want, right? Mm-hmm. Like... You know, you want Sea of Thieves for a month, you can pay just 10 bucks. And if you're vigilant, you can turn it off. Or, you know, and, and if there's two or three games a year, that's 30 bucks. That's not bad. Um, it yeah. gives you limited access. But, I mean, we used to pay five bucks for a weekend at Blockbuster. So it's right. really yeah. not that bad. And this is digital. Um, the uh, Or, I mean, it's $120 to just get access to whatever Microsoft games come out. So, yeah. like, right now they have three announced ones, right? We know there's going to be... Sea of Thieves, because that's already got a release date on March 20th. We played the beta. I'll talk about it later. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, we, they said State of Decay so far this year, and that's coming yeah. out at some point. They could announce a release date for that at any point. Who the hell knows? Yeah. Um, and Crackdown 3. Realistically, and we know Forts is coming out, because Forts always comes right. out. That's just what they do. So <laughs> that's four games. There's yeah. a, It's, you know, a, four games for $120 is not bad. No. Or four games for $40 if you're smart about it. And then on top of that, you get the rest of the back catalog. Like if you, when I say smart, I mean, if you really want to micromanage it, you know, you buy it for a month. Um, I think this is an awesome program. I am sure that they are going to piss off a bunch of retailers um, (laughs) because who's going to go buy these games? Like, yeah. um, I mean, that's, I don't know. They said that they're, they're going to sell six month game cards at uh, participating retailers. Gee, thanks. Um, <laughs> I, but I think um, another thing, and this is just, you know, from a parenting perspective, I thought about like parents used to buy like a summer pass at Blockbuster. You yeah, know, where it was like, yeah, I remember the bucks yeah. and you could get like unlimited rentals for a summer. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, how many times is it like, oh, well, we don't know what, to, you know, like, 
this saves you all those trips to the store. You know, it's just here, we'll buy you three months worth of Xbox Game Pass and you can have whatever the hell games you want for the summer. And if you only do it during the summer, right? You know, if you remember to turn it off at the end of August or whatever, you come back the next year, there's probably, I mean, at the rate they're going, they put in like three or four games a month. There should be a whole bunch of more games on there. Um, So I think it's an awesome value. um, And I think it's crazy. um, And I can't wait to use the crap out of it because it gives me, I don't get review copies from Microsoft. Right. Yeah. Gives me, you know, this means for $10, I get a review copy of Sea of Thieves, basically. Yeah. I'll pay. That's like paying for shipping. I'd do that. Whatever. <laughs> right. You know, like if Microsoft was like, yo, pay us $10 for shipping, we'll send you a copy of the game. I would do that in a second. This is basically the same thing. Um, yeah. So I'm fine. I have to download it, but whatever. Just buy an external hard drive. Yeah. If you don't already have one of those. If you don't, right. I don't, but I'm, I, the second that was announced, I went on Amazon and bookmarked like three, two okay. terabyte hard drives and was like, okay, which one do I want? Yeah. Um, you know, and it's not yeah. expensive. No, it's not. We have like, like 75 a, We have like a five. I think it's a five terabyte one. Of course you do. Um, because you, because all the games <laughs> that he's given are digital. <laughs> have you put a disc in that, in your Xbox recently? Only for back compat stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so stuff that you own from back in the day. Yeah. yeah. So I'm giving you, I'm just giving you shit. You know that I love. Yeah. What? <laughs> so what do you think, Regina? What do you think about this? I think it sounds cool. I think you know, for maybe more entry level people who want to kind of check things out and don't necessarily want to drop a sixty bucks on a game to figure out if they like it. I mean, it's a big yeah. commitment. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, in a in a peripheral sort of thing. So okay, I. It just got us to buy um, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, right? Yeah. yeah. Showed my husband the gameplay. I'm like, it's XCOM for the Nintendo. Come on. Yeah. This is like, if there's any game that's you, it's this one. <laughs> yeah. And he watched yeah. it and he's like, man, I'm like, come on, it's on sale. Let's buy it. And he's like, okay, fine. So we bought it and um, we started playing it and he still wasn't convinced until he realized that there were skill trees and that actually had a depth of, you know, gameplay involved Mm -hmm. in it. Um, But I'm not sure that had I not been like nudging that he ever would have tried it out. So, you know, you get to, you know, jump in and try it out and then you get really into something and then you go with it, you know, it gives you that exposure and you can find something like that you might like that you didn't think you would because you didn't want to drop 60 bucks to buy it. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's cool. Cool. Yeah. I agree. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, God of Since the last time we talked, there was a God of War story trailer dropped, uh, which is pretty, pretty awesome. Um, basically, uh, gives away, I want to say gives away, confirms the fact that this is not a full reboot, but it is kind of more like a sequel, um, which I had suspected, but this definitely, like, makes... The case I'm pretty sure they had confirmed that before. Really? Well, it maybe feels I like Corey Balrog or Barlog or whatever. Uh, I keep wanting to say Balrog, but he's definitely not the boxer dude from <laughs> Street Fighter. I think I'm sure Corey Barlog is has um announced that or not announced maybe. it, but like said it in an interview somewhere. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I don't remember exactly where, so I'm sure somebody will tell me I'm wrong. But I felt like that was confirmed that it was a that it was not a reboot and that this was kind of a relaunch. Mm. Meant that it was supposed to be like the the same a continuation of the story, but thematically different. 
Mm, um, yeah. And I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. I still can't wait to see. Um, see, I, I mean, I hope it, it tells us how he got rid of the Blades of Chaos. Because... They can't not tell us. They show, I, I mean, so for those that just watch the trailer or don't, if you want to be on Media Blackout, we're, we're being as not spoilery as possible. But yeah. Uh, I can... It does come out on 420. Yeah, it does. Finally got it. Finally got a restate April 20th. But yeah, no, they, they called attention to the bandages on his arms. And that was like the first time, like I wasn't even paying attention because like big dude's got lots of like stuff wrapped up on his arms, like whatever. That doesn't seem unique to me. And then like they make the point of him like tightening one of the bandages on his arms. And I was like, oh, oh my God. It totally is a sequel now, and I want to know how he got those blades of chaos off of his arms <laughs> because they were welded there. I mean, that was part of his punishment. Fair, to be oh. fair, he did rip the sun god's head off and use it as a flashlight. I mean, they're just <laughs> stuck on his arms. I mean, he used the sun god's head as a flashlight. Okay, so you know, but that so that's uh, so that's got a war four twenty. Yeah. Plays it, yeah. <laughs> I will be able. I will uh, not be able to play it on launch day because uh, of other things. But I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to playing it and still hoping that the kid doesn't talk too much. But he's going to talk guess, a lot. Yeah. He's going to talk telling. a lot. Just, just <laughs> don't set yourself up for that. Don't set yourself up. Just accept that he's going to talk a lot. And you're going to have to tune him out like, you know, like a small child. It's fine. Um, <laughs> So I guess we should have um, practice with that. Yeah, fine. <laughs> exactly. So Nintendo announced this cool new thing where you can sort of make your own. Is it make your own? I don't even know. I saw it and didn't read about it. You want me to? You want me to help? Since you yes. hate Nintendo. Okay. So new show. Same podcast host who hates Nintendo, and it's fine. And it's fine. So, um. Just about anyone who cares probably already knows, so it's probably okay. But Nintendo announced basically DIY cardboard, um, you know, peripherals um, mm. called Nintendo Labo. Um, they're coming out also on April twentieth, which is why I'll not be able to play God of War because I'll be building a cardboard piano, um, and then that night I will be going to a LARP. Um, so oh, I will be man. pretending to be the God of War, not actually, but I'll be fighting things. Just you know, it's in, been a long time life, since, you, life. since you've brought up your LARP. It's been a while. It's, it's been the yeah. winter time. It's winter, oh, yeah. Okay. And okay. I am an old man, and I don't play in the cold. Um, okay. <laughs> I used to play in the snow, and it was so fun. And now I don't because I'm old. So uh, yeah, LARP season starts again in April, and I will talk about that more as it comes because that is geeky. Um, yes. And I already said that I would come out to the Pacific Northwest. We have a chapter there, and you guys could come play with me if you want. Um, so I believe we promised, or at least I have promised. Oh yeah, you definitely did. That if I went out there, you would come. Yeah, I did too. Me. If you were, if Stephen was going to Seattle, that I would LARP, and Eric was very excited about that. Although he was yeah. trying to talk me into doing a different LARP than Alliance. Wow. Well, if I'm going. It's going to be Alliance. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's going to be Alliance. <laughs> yeah, I know. I already no disrespect. So, no, um, anyway. But no, no personal investment from me. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. So, um, so the Nintendo Labo, they're coming. They Right now, there are two kits. One of them is a variety kit that's going to have a bunch of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. One of them is a giant robot kit where you can turn yourself into a giant robot that can transform into a car. Okay. Um, I'm really excited. 
Um, they're a little on the expensive side. We're still waiting for some of the details. I have a ton of content on my website. So if you really want to hear my opinions on it, go to engagefamilygaming.com and search Labo in the search box and you will find a bunch of stuff, um, including um, my board game editor is a first grade teacher. So she uh, wrote up a little thing about her perspective and thoughts on them being called steam toys or uh, mm-hmm. STEM toys rather. STEM because toys, they, right. made, they made her feel a certain kind of way. Uh, when they called it a STEM toy. Um, <laughs> okay. Because she's like, these are not STEM toys, long and short. Yeah. Um, they kind of are, but they're not. Because yeah. there's a very specific problem, which is there's not. It's, you, you just got to read it. I'm not going to spoil it. You got If you want to hear the certain kind of way that Linda felt, you go read it on com. But I'm excited. I think it'll be cool. I cannot wait to see what they do next. Because this is clearly yeah. a line that that has possibilities. Um, in fact, I may or may not be working on a feature that is a wish list of the next Labo kit that I want. Um, and one of them may be Master Sword because I want a <laughs> Master Sword. Yeah, you crazy people. Um, now they may not want to make that because that's Paper Cut Central, but I don't right. care. <laughs> um, I will say this much: if the Arby's guy doesn't take a Nintendo Labo kit and make the God of War axe out of it and post did we do it right on April 20th I'm going to be really pissed <laughs> like, missed opportunity this straight up missed opportunity did you see the crap he put out today Mm-mm. oh my god he used Arby's stuff to make all the main characters weapons in Final from Final Fantasy and I was oh. like damn Wow. <laughs> he had the Buster Sword. I hope he, he gets paid well. Gunblade. I mean, listen, that guy or girl, I don't know. They've I want someone to interview this person. Right. I'm sure it's a team. It has to be a team. Yeah. But like, they are brilliant. They have figured out that it works. And it's like, it, it's got to be cheaper than buying, than making commercials. Because mm. they just give some poor soul an unlimited supply of exacto knives, glue and Arby's boxes and boom. Yeah. Um, I just want someone to do a documentary about the Arby's guy. Someone has thought about it. Like Danny O'Dwyer at no clip, do something, (laughs) get this, get this going. I want to know how this happens, but they did these beautiful, beautiful renditions of like replicas of like the final fantasy swords and they had brotherhood for final fantasy 10 they had lightning sword um it's bananas okay they had and they had a uh, vega's claws from street fighter the other day and they were amazing like they're getting better <laughs> at the stuff that they're making it's crazy so yeah if arby's does not make something make the, the god of war axe out of nintendo labo on 420 i'm gonna be mad Movies and TV. The Oscar nominees have been uh, released. Um, I haven't Ooh. seen any of these Ooh. movies. Yeah, yeah. As you hear um, Regina back there going boo, boo. Rage, Regina. Go okay, on, so for let's it. Hear- rage. So, <laughs> Go yeah, for it. You're, yeah, let's hear it because I'm curious <laughs> as to why you're mad. You're curious as to why I'm mad? Yeah, because I don't normally see you mad. Normally, it's I'm the one that's mad. Um, Nicole is kind of apathetic. <laughs> or egging you on in your... your or race. trolling me. Or, yes. And you're usually, like, the kind-hearted soul. Right, and, like, <laughs> peacemaker trying to, like, 
make the connections and like make everybody yeah. work right yeah so you're yeah the, you're the you're the nerd so <sighs> okay so this is my soapbox where i don't necessarily <laughs> think that maybe wonder woman needed to be nominated for movie of the year maybe not although yeah. i think an argument could definitely be made for it as oh, you know on. a great movie come on I, i'm not necessarily saying time, has a superhero movie ever been nominated for best picture I don't know. No, was, and I think no. that is kind of a yeah. It's I know it's a whole yeah. genre thing. It's yeah, that's kitsch. what we were. Yeah, we're sort of talking about sort of yeah. That whole you know, it's got is, its niche and and that whole yeah. thing. And I, I get that, but I really do feel like with all of the categories in the in the Oscars that there should have been something something yeah that a a female led story with a female director could have been acknowledged for yeah. Um, Costumes comes to mind because they really did recreate, you know, the costumes of mythology for it. And they held true to those stories. And there's like, there's just so much that could have been. And I read a bunch of commentaries after we were talking about it because um, Nicole's part of a Slack channel we have where we kind of discuss the stuff that's coming up um, and different topics and different things that we're working on. And I was like, does anybody want to write about the fact that Wonder Woman didn't get a single nomination yeah. in the Oscars? Because I'll write about it. But she specifically points to me and is it Catherine? Uh, the, yes, Catherine. Yeah. Yes. Catherine. And Catherine writes about Wonder like, Woman regularly. Yeah. I was like, like do you guys want to write this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just floating this out there. I don't know if anybody's yeah. in, in, into this, but, um, yeah. and Catherine is putting a piece together about it after I, after I kind of edged her in that general direction. And I read some commentaries about how, you know, to get Oscar nominations, it takes a certain amount of support from the, um, um, the studio has to has to has to work it's, for it. It's, yeah, it's, it's a PR it's, push. Yeah, yeah, you have to you have to have people behind it. You have to have people who are putting it out there. That especially for summer movies and things that don't come out. I mean, like there's a whole Oscar push where you see a lot of the Oscar movies be the released the in December. Yeah, because they're going to be on their mind when they go to do the nominations come January. So yeah. I can I know all of the logic behind it. Yeah. <laughs> it still doesn't make me any less peeved about the fact that we couldn't get something out there yeah. for a movie that is, you know, in its social significance, it is huge. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it could have been reflected. And the, the Oscars are notorious for that. Like, if you go back and look, you know, years past of, like, who won, and you're like, I don't even remember this movie. Like, look 20 yeah. years ago. And you're like, I don't remember this movie. Why did this get passed over? And there'll be something else in the best nominee list that mm -hmm. was, like, a seminal work that was really important that changed, you know, movie making, and it didn't get acknowledged by the Oscars. So yeah. I get the politics. I get the PR. I get it all. I still think yeah. it's, it's a real shame that there wasn't at least some sort of acknowledgement of Wonder Woman. Like, yeah. come on. I used to watch the Oscars all the time. I'd make sure that I watched all the films before, uh, um, before the, the, you know, the awards aired. Um, but I just haven't done that anymore. And Isaac is, um, he hates all these um, entertainment award things because he thinks that all of these entertainment people having to give themselves awards for everything is just kind of, um, ego driven and yeah so is he, go, is he going to gtc at all <laughs> uh that, well it's a little different it is a little different because um gdc or the game developers choice awards i assuming are what 
you're talking about are um, I might have been yeah. I might have been playfully yeah. poking at my my good buddy Isaac who I've met yeah <laughs> um not on you nowhere near on this scale <laughs> you know what I'm saying and never I, will be because game developers like programmers and whatnot just aren't um they aren't as charismatic and as attractive as actors are generally <laughs> so I, don't know, I, I like to think, I like to think that Isaac's a good looking guy. So <laughs> I said generally. Um, oh, okay, good. I was like, man, I gotta stick up for this dude here. He's getting slammed <laughs> by of all people. Uh, uh, but anyway, no, I I get what you're saying. If I may, yeah. I'm yeah. not gonna play the devil's advocate because Lord knows the devil has plenty of advocates in today's day and age. However, um. Maybe this is just an issue of expectations because the Oscars is not exactly like social commentary 101. Like, no. this place is. Mm, yeah. So, I think if you were expecting that, I think you were uh, setting yourself up for disappointment. And I well, mean that. I, yeah. I'm talking trash about Wonder Woman. You no, know, no, no, no. I'm not taking it that way. Don't worry. I absolutely loved that movie. And I agree with everything you have to say about it. Right. But at the end of the day, it's still a superhero movie. Yeah, yeah, and in, so, yeah, so and yeah. it's a great one and a right. meaningful and important one, but it's still a superhero movie. Yeah, yeah. I think that's part of part of the problem. Like, yeah. certain genre films are just completely overlooked. I, I don't disagree at yeah. all. Yeah, but it's but, hard when you see like like Logan has been nominated for best um, adapted story. Mm, yeah, but. There are places it could have been acknowledged. Like I, I don't said. disagree. I don't yeah. disagree. Logan yes. was special, though. I haven't seen it, so I can't it's, say. It's weird. Part of that, I think, is because, and I think this is one of those things where, Lo- I mean, and I, again, I want to be clear. <laughs> I love Wonder Woman. So this isn't about Wonder Woman. This is not about no, Wonder not- Woman. In a vacuum, <laughs> Logan was special because he was playing it was not only like the best adapted story, but like also he was playing the same dude that we've seen. Right. But it was so different. Mm. Um, proving that they could take the story, which from the beginning, like the first Wolverine, like when he first played him, he looked perfect, but it was still like kitschy and stupid and right. whatever and made it like serious and meaningful. Mm. Like nobody cried at the end of the first X-Men movie, unless you were like that kind of dork. Right. But like, <laughs> Logan was like, and I'm sorry, like I cried. Therefore, I am that kind of dork. If, wow. if you feel called out, I'm loving for that, Steven. If you feel called out, no, it's with from a place of love. Um, <laughs> but, um, but like Logan was different. Um, mm-hmm. And so, with that said, I agree that there should have been some kind of representation. But I think that the representation of the fact is that one woman is almost universally accepted as good film. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the Oscars, it, do, it doesn't need Oscars to be proven as good. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. Um, I well, think and that, I, go ahead. No, that's all I was going to say. I just, I don't think it needs it. Would it have I, been yeah. nice? Yes. Yeah. Well, but, and that's, that's the thing. Like I didn't have the expectation that it was going to be like, necessarily like i don't really like i don't didn't think expect about... it in some way i don't understand how you could be this disappointed you just stood on a soapbox if you didn't have some <laughs> expectation then there this disappointment is driven by expectation well that's how that works yeah but I, I it's more after the fact like i don't i don't sit and sweat over like what movie's going to get nominated for an oscar like yeah 
that's not something that's part of my consideration necessarily. I get that. Um, Me what? either for that matter. I right, get that. Like, Me either for that matter. Yeah, it's just not a thing, but it is, you know, in that, you know, you do you do want to see I want to see things that deserve that kind of acknowledgement be acknowledged. Um, and so like, you know, for visual effects, we have Blade Runner. I saw Blade Runner. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I saw Star Wars. I saw, I've seen three of the five that have been nominated for that. And they're almost all niche films. So Yeah. Yeah, I would say something like, you know, um, production design or something yeah, along. Something. There, there okay, were I said I haven't seen anything, but I yes. saw you see Star Wars, obviously, and I'm looking at the production design thing now. And I saw Beauty and the Beast, and I was not at all impressed, impressed at all anything. Yes. No. But whoa, 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 though. We can be disappointed. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. We can be disappointed in the way that turned out. But that thing, from a visual effects perspective, that thing was bananas. Cuckoo bananas. Okay. Sure. You don't think so? <laughs> And maybe it's just because I thought it was so terrible. And which is, yes. you know, kind of weird because a bunch of my friends are like, oh my God, it's so good. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I came out of there and I'm like, yeah, this is all nostalgia. That's yeah. why anybody thinks that this is good. That's I mean, what all that's what all those Nintendo, that's what all those Disney live action remakes are. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, all they're yeah, yeah. like this is cat these this is cash money central. Um yeah. so it's paying because, to get the grown ups back in the film in the movies yeah. for Disney. Um, yeah. other than I mean they have Star Wars, but yeah. And yeah, I, so I mean, yeah, I, I understand. I understand and respect what you're saying. Yeah, I just, I think, I think, I think next time, next time, talk to me, and I'll help. I'll help set low expectations for you, <laughs> well, and then that'll be a little bit less disappointed in the long run. Um, with that said, um, Boss Baby was nominated for. I know. Oscar. I was going to bring Boss that Baby up. Did you see that? I okay, didn't. So, okay, I've seen that. Yeah, hold on. Oh, you did. Okay. It is better than crap. Um, you have to really be in the right mood, and my kids really love it. <laughs> oh, you know, our uh, my daughter thought it was funny too, but she doesn't have an- like she should not be nominating movies for Oscars. Come on, right? <laughs> to be fair, there aren't that many. The problem with animated the animated ones. feature, yeah, is that there's so few options. I mean, every yeah. year something gets nominated. It's like, oh, some DreamWorks crap that they just shat out. Yeah, because right. they need and it just like Ferdinand is in there it was okay. I haven't okay, but it's not. But it's not. Have either of you seen Coco? Have I? I haven't. I never. Got I haven't seen that either. It, unfortunately, but Ferdinand. This is this is a funny thing. I'm going off on tangent now, so I'm sure that there are lots of movies that are sort of getting into this sort of marketing um, space, and that there was a special screening for Girl Scouts, in which if they went to see it, they got a fun badge to put on on their vest. So oh. yeah, exactly. So we went and we got the fun badge, and I'm like, uh, how many other movies are going to um, do this now? In case you're curious. <laughs> Voiced by John Cena, a professional uh-huh. wrestler. Oh, okay. Um, uh, who is the only one my daughter knows who he is? My, my, and oh. he's going to be Duke. He, he's very likely going to be Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem. Yeah, I saw they're making yeah. Duke Nukem. Um, I was surprised, I am super excited Nan, for that. Um, how uh, adult it sort of was. I was not expecting that to have all this realistic bullfighting. And if you don't get picked to be the bull that goes to the bullfight, then you get sent off to the slaughterhouse. I was watching this thing and I was like, man, 
<laughs> like wondering if Anna like understood what was actually going on. It's just like, um, whoa, <laughs> for reals. Kids, the 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 truest kids movies are crazy dark. I mean, I don't know if you know, yeah. they killed Optimus Prime in front of me when I was like nine. Okay. <laughs> so Bambi, I'm just being real, Bambi, Bambi, Bambi right? Dark. Bambi dark. Um, yeah. Yeah. Can we yeah. take a brief pit stop to talk about this du- the Duke Nukem announcement? So, the, so yeah, because this is crossover shit because it's a video game okay. new movie. Um, yeah. They have announced that they are working on. So it's not like finalized yet, but a Duke Nukem movie um, with John Cena attached, who is perfect because he is a lunkhead that does not take himself too seriously, which you need to be in order to be Duke Nukem. Now. I was listening to now th- there's a number of ways that this movie could be made. And obviously it will live and die by its script because Duke Nukem yeah. is from a pro is a product of a different era and he yeah. would not fit in super well. But one of the suggestions that I saw, and I, this is straight up from an IGN podcast, but I need to say it here because you will love it. Um, uh, shout out to uh, Marty Sleva at McBiggity on Twitter. He suggested, what if, <laughs> what if, <laughs> Duke Nukem was frozen in time and woken up only 15 years later. So not a lot of time, <laughs> but had to go undercover at a, at a liberal college in California, like Berkeley. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he was just Duke Nukem. Hail to the King, baby. Hail to the King, baby. Going to Berkeley undercover. That wow. Is comic genius. That would the, be awesome. the script. The script literally writes itself. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, so I I am all in favor of. Um, I'm all in favor of uh, John Cena playing Duke Nukem. John Cena is a funny, funny dude. I don't know if you guys saw him in Trainwrecked. Mm-mm. No, no. Um, I've seen him in something else though. I can't remember what though. He's in a lot of stuff. He's quietly yeah. in a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. But he's he's gonna be like the rock. He's gonna like cross over and do big you know, like do bigger and bigger stuff. Um and he's a ginormous tank of a man, just like the rock is. He's just okay. a bit paler. Um so and he's from Massachusetts. So shout out to the East Coast. So that's the that's movie and TV. Oh well, we gotta talk no, about no, no. We gotta, we talk, gotta talk about, about more. Yeah, so more on movies. Uh, just a really uh, Marvel just released a trailer for Ant Man and Wasp, um, which Stephen saw before us. Uh, Regina yeah, and I just I watched it right before we were recording. Right before recording. Um, so um, the Wasp character looks cool to me. Stephen, what did you think of the trailer? Okay, so do either of you know? Are you familiar with the characters Ant Man and the yes. Wasp? Well, I'm. I know about Ant Man. I did not know about the Wasp, but I kind of get. Okay, so what the deal is? <laughs> I mean, you get the drill. She's yeah. she's actually one of the original Avengers. She's been oh, around okay. like in comics. She's been around for a very long time. Yeah. Um, a very long time, such that it's kind of problematic that she's around. They had to read. They had to redo some of the character piece. Uh, character oh, pieces. Okay. Um. So she is very different now uh, than she was before. Um just because women characters are way different now than they were in the seventies. Um, right. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, as soon as they announced Ant-Man, I was like, all right, so who's going to be the wasp? Because the two characters are kind of intertwined. Like he mm-hmm. is supposed, he's supposed to be like the nerdy kind of dude. And she is supposed to be the foil that plays off that. And she's mm-hmm. like a super hot, super confident, like mega competent and violent 
girl. Um, mm-hmm. And so that they're clearly playing on that, um, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I really like the, in the comics, it's the old guy and her that are together. Mm. Um, they're obviously doing things a little bit different because they're, you know, so, um, but I love this man. The, the, the trailer is exactly what I wanted because the reason the biggest stumbling block that Marvel will have is with the, it's the power Rangers problem. The, whenever something happens, just get bigger. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you you don't get much bigger than Thanos folks. Um, (laughs) And um, if you don't know why that is, um, Google Thanos and read some Wikipedia. You'll understand what I mean. You don't get much bigger than him. So they have to do things differently and make things more personal and smaller. Mm -hmm. And Ant-Man and the Wasp can do literally smaller. That wasn't a pun. But it's a smaller scale story um, where they can have like a rippling impact on the rest of the universe. But they can still just do little stuff. Um, and I think that is awesome. And that goes along with Spider-Man who can have Spider-Man problems. Um, right. Whereas like Iron Man's kind of graduated from having Iron Man problems, right? Like he he deals with bigger stuff. And this is a problem that happens in a lot of fictional universes that just kind of escalate over time. I mean, Mm -hmm. think about the crap that those farm kids were doing at the end of the wheel of time trilogy. Like those kids literally were born on a farm and look at what they were doing at the end. Um, you know, like, this say it happens in game of thrones too like this you know like some of these characters that have come from somewhat humble beginning beginnings like they're doing crazy crazy shenanigans you know what i mean like yeah. it's just what it's just fiction right i mean how yeah. many jrpgs start with some kid in the middle of a town and he goes off on a random voyage and at the end of the game he's kicking the moon at someone yes. so like it's it's just that Marvel is having the problem and I think they're dealing with it in a very good way, which is they're trying mm-hmm. to make smaller personal stories. Um, and also they feel different. Uh, Bob Chipman did a whole piece about why he really respected Marvel movies because they all feel different, right? Like mm-hmm. the um, guardians of the galaxy is a space opera. Whereas, you know, like they're going to, they're making a black widow movie. Like they announced yeah. it it's actually a thing. And that's probably going to be like James Bond only with Scarlett Johansson. I am a hundred percent down with that, right? Like the Black yeah. Panther's coming out in two or three weeks. And that's like yeah. an Afro punk sci-fi movie. Like they all feel different. And this is like a little cr- crime thriller that's meant to be a, an action comedy, more so than the other ones. Can't wait. So I know that yeah. was rambly, but I've finished most of a Coney's hard root beer. So I'm a little <laughs> A root beer, yeah. A hard root beer. There's alcohol in this. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't Um, catch that part of it. I just heard root beer, and I'm like, oh my god, seriously. I'm on a sugar high. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what did you guys think of the trailer? It looks okay. Uh, I I didn't watch Ant Man. Isaac's trying trying to get me to watch Ant Man. You can watch Ant Man. It's so good, but I just. (laughs) Here's the thing. You have to watch it. You have to. How about I this? Just, I don't like Paul Rudd. If, listen, I'm gonna watch the. I'm gonna watch the last season of Game of Thrones. You can okay. freaking watch Ant Man. <laughs> if I have to watch okay. that horse crap for like nine episodes, you can handle Paul Rudd. Okay, first of all, it's seven, and I I don't know. I mean, you can tell me if you have a serious problem with one of the actors, but it's a little different. Um, anyhow. Like I, I said, it's not because of the story. It's because I don't like the actor and don't like to watch him doing. Do you have things. a problem with it? like? All right, I mean, is it like is it like me not wanting to watch Tim Taylor and anything anymore? Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. All right. Is Paul 
Paul Rudd like I don't know. Like, why don't you like Paul Rudd? What did he I ever do know. to you? <laughs> like, just... what did he ever do? I like, just... I know why I don't like Tim Allen anymore. <laughs> oh, and uh, yeah, Tim Allen. Yeah, no, that's one of mine too. I don't know. He's just kind of irritating and annoying. I it's hard to explain. He just sort of. That's, if it makes if it makes you any feel better, that's like one of the reasons why Ant Man is so good. Because I feel the same oh, way. Okay. But no, he plays into that very well. I d- don't you agree, Regina? Like it? Yes. It's. I think that that is built into it. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty much his like redeeming. Like, I don't know. I I, I like him in the Avengers. Like when he gets into the Avengers, because then he's like the the goofy comic relief. And they're all like trying to kill each other, and he's just who like, has one of the most badass superpower sets out of any of them. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> He is pretty, he's cool and he's effective. And I mean, yeah. you watched him in Civil War. You saw what he did. I did. I just watched Civil War. I'm talking to Nicole. Oh, I didn't. I haven't, Civil- I haven't watched Civil War. No. <gasps> what? I, I look, listen. <laughs> <laughs> For the past few years, I've got to see very, very few movies. And there's like 20 bazillion adventure movies. And I feel like if I'm missing one, I'm missing a huge piece. Of the okay. story. So if I may. Go ahead. <laughs> if I may. You watched Wonder Woman, I think, 47 times. <laughs> yes. We but I know the story there. Yeah. But it was in the theater. <laughs> no, it wasn't 46. <laughs> it was like six or seven. But, you know, I'm not. My, what my point is, it's like I don't get to go to the movie theater very often. We don't get to watch movies here very often because. Um, because you're too busy binge watching the entire series of Game of Thrones over (laughs) and over and over again. Um, With that said, said, you have a right to entertain yourself however you like. You're not hurting anyone. You're not, you know, you're not like selling meth. Like you're fine. Like I, and I love you for who you are. I just think you're making a mistake not watching these movies Um, because they're really good. They're really good. Yeah, I mean, we. I watched. Um, when did we stop? I don't even know when we stopped. Um, like, I didn't watch the um, the second Thor movie. I think it was around that time that we just uh, just sort of lost the. Uh, I, I will. The train. I will agree with you that there are a lot to keep up with. Yeah, <laughs> there was at least one that I was in the movie theater, and the movie began like in the middle of the action of the end of one of the. It wasn't. Oh yeah, it was the second Avengers movie started in the middle of a fight that had ended in Winter Soldier, I think. Yep. Oh yeah, and I hadn't seen Winter Soldier, and I'm like, WTF? Like, I right. don't have any idea what's happening right now. Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where is with this that like- said, with that said, all of those movies are self-contained. They so are, and you know. But yeah, you, I could still I could still watch it and still enjoy it. Like I understood it was the Avengers and they were running and it was a winter scene, but I didn't understand the reason why we started in the middle of it. And then I realized later yeah. that the I feel like the Captain America movies are are imperative to understanding the Avengers movies now. There's just too much meshing between those two yeah. storylines. However, I haven't seen any past the first Thor movie. Um, I still haven't seen Winter Soldier, which I'm I'm like really need to like go back and watch because I watched Civil War and Chris and I were both like, what are we missing? And I'm like, a movie? Like, 
You're missing the setup for the Civil War. <laughs> right. Like, there's a whole movie like, in here. Why is he really? Yeah, because the, the whole why is he really good friends with Bucky? The, right. Captain America is super important because he's the point of view character for the, the entire first Avengers arc, really. It's mm-hmm. all told from his perspective. That's right. going to change. So that's not going to be an issue. Um, right, so right. I suspect that it's going to be Spider Man as the point of view character moving forward, I think. Right. Um, yeah, I can see that. And then, so, and then Chris hadn't seen um, the second, hadn't seen Civil War because I saw that with my with a friend of mine. So he hadn't seen that. So when we saw Spider Man, <laughs> oh man, he didn't okay, know. So. Well, which was okay. Like it didn't really confuse him all that much either, because yeah, like you said, they Spider-Man. are. I didn't yeah. get confused at all. Yeah, they were self contained. It just shows you the background of a scene that happens in um, Civil War. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you just don't know that that's what that's set up for. Because, uh, yeah. okay, I think I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. The, yeah. So, if I may, yeah, you can skip Thor A Dark World. Okay. It doesn't matter. Oh, I have seen um, Thor Ragnarok, though. That was yeah, a good Thor one. Um, I'll tell you that. So, the, the second Thor movie just establishes that there is a thing that ultimately is an infinity gem. That's all that matters. Okay. There's a thing that they right. find that is an infinity gem. And, oh, and Loki's a douche. <laughs> okay. Spoiler. Loki's a douche. <laughs> um, that's the entire movie, and and it's sad that Natalie Portman's not in the movies anymore because I really liked her. Um, yeah, the first Thor movie was really good. I like it. It's great. Yeah. and and they're it's fine. And, and so, but the numbers, the second one, you can safely ignore. It's not a problem. You got to watch the Captain America. You got to watch Winter Soldier. Okay. You got to watch. I've seen the first Iron- Captain America. Okay, that's good. Seen, like the skip- first of like everybody's. I think you can skip Iron Man three comfortably. Just recognize that. Iron Man is a very damaged, damaged. Soul. Oh, I, we saw Iron Man three because Isaac okay. and I really enjoy um, um, Robert Downey Jr. He's just such so great as okay. Tony Stark. He, he, basically he is. really is. He yeah. Really so, is. so we've seen all the Iron yeah. Man movies because of because of that, and especially the first one was so well done. I loved the first Iron Man movie. I like the first so Iron great. Man too. First, yeah. I, I like the Iron Man series. I thought that was, they were really well done. Yeah. Um, I like, I like, I don't think I've ever had, I don't think I've seen any of the Marvel, any of the Marvel movies I've seen that I didn't like. Like, I, oh, you I, know what? Iron Man 3 takes place before the Dark World. I found a timeline. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. You mean so, nobody you figured this? it out? Steven, I you didn't, didn't know this? <laughs> don't. Um, so, um, you need to watch, so you can skip Dark World. You can see you have to see Winter Soldier. Guardians of the Galaxy is unnecessary unless you really like it. Um, and and I've um, seen Gar- uh, the first one. I saw the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah that's um, so Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is really really funny. Okay. Um, but it's you know whatever. The recommendation here is that you should watch that before Age of Ultron. I disagree with that. Um, then it says Age of Ultron, and then Ant Man, then Civil War then Doctor Strange, then Homecoming, and then Thor, and then you're caught up. Um, oh, and I've seen Doctor Strange. Like, I, do, I see, like, the first of, like, all of these characters, okay. and so, I'm sort of done after wait, that. But, dude, you've only... So you've missed... You missed... All you need to do, then, is watch Captain America, Winter Soldier, and the two event, and the two Avengers movies. Okay. Or, and then Avengers movie well, and Civil, Civil War. War. She hasn't I seen Civil the, War uh, Yeah, I saw the first Civil War Avengers is movie. an Avengers movie, basically. Yeah, um, Civil War is definitely an Avengers movie. So you're movie. like right there. You're really okay. not that far behind. You made it sound like you're like, you haven't seen any of this. And it's like, no, you've seen a lot. <laughs> I've seen and the Doctor first Sp- of everything, basically. <laughs> the problem is that you're like way like, 
like tangled up. <laughs> That's the problem is that you're tangled. Or you could ju- or you could not watch any of them and read a Wikipedia page about the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe timeline, and then you'll all be caught up. And then you can watch whatever the hell you want. Because yeah. Black Panther is in three weeks, and that movie looks amazeballs. I and then can't wait to see that movie. Yeah. Man, and then that watching movie, Civil War again, I was like, oh, I really want to see Black Panther. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's cr- just God. That movie, the living are not done with you yet. <laughs> oh, God. No, was- man, that movie is just so, going to be so yeah. good. Um, good. And then Infinity War looks just badass. Yeah, it does. So you're really almost there, Nicole. Okay. I think you could just, okay. honestly, why don't you just get to inbox zero and just read a Wikipedia page? You're good at that. Just read, just get caught up. Then you can watch whatever movies you want or okay. don't. I don't care. But, <laughs> but now that we have, now that you have a movie podcast. Right. Yes. I need to watch more movies. Now so we need, I need, there. if I need to watch more TV, which by the way, I signed up for CBS all access today. Um, <gasps> Yay. Now that I have to watch television. Watch Discovery. Oh, I can't wait. I can't. Oh, it's so good. We will. We will. I am definitely restarting probably this weekend. And then, Um, and then, yeah. It's a slow start. So just remember. It's a slow start. I'm just going to binge it. It's fine. I'm okay with it. Definitely binge it. It just, it, the first like three or four are slow. All right. Books and comics. So, um, I just finished reading The Secret History of Wonder Woman. It wasn't the first time I read it. The second time I read it was a birthday gift from Isaac years ago. Um, and so I suggested it to my book club this year because it's Wonder Woman and you know me. Because uh, I couldn't <laughs> suggest the actual comics. I can't suggest comics because everybody needs to be able to read it. And, you know, comics Some people are, are snobs. Really- not only that, no, it's not that. No one in our book club is a snob. It's just that you can't really read comics on a Kindle. So, you know, makes No, it- you have to be on a tablet. Yeah, so so that's where that comes in. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's a fascinating story. If you don't know about the creators of Wonder Woman, it's just, uh, it's amazing. And the the author, yep. um, Jill Lepore, she does a really good job. Like, when you start the book, you're like, why am I, like, learning everything about the birth control movement and this and that and all these sort of pieces. But then you find out by the end just how tangled those people were. Um, And yeah. And that Wonder Woman really was a product of like, you know, Mm -hmm. even though her stories are kind of cringeworthy at the beginning, she really was a product of, of feminism at that time. Like, um, uh, Marston thought a woman should be president. He like honestly thought that a woman will would have been elected president in his lifetime. Yeah, uh, yeah. He so, was a fascinating um, person. Yeah, it really is yeah. like just some of the the yeah stories about his life and choices that he made. Yeah, and- he's, yeah, he's nuts. He just um yeah. and also too, he was reading through it again. He's like, whenever like some sort of opportunity like came for him to sort of push himself as a psychologist or whatever, he would put out a press release. <laughs> Noted <laughs> psychologist, blah blah blah. Like like right. when he was writing Wonder Woman, uh, Wonder Woman, and it wasn't um it was under a pen name originally, and then it got successful, and he's like, Noted psychologist revealed as author of Wonder Woman. Right. Like no ego. He would just do his own press releases, which I thought was hilarious. So, um, 
<laughs> but that's a great book. Highly, highly recommended. Um, it is, you know, it's nonfiction and it's kind of beefy, especially in the beginning. Like one of my friends is like, I'm having problems with this. Like, I feel like I needed to write down a roster of who was who. Um, but once you get to the point where it talks about um, when Run Wonder Woman actually started being produced, then it's completely amazing mm. after that. And then now well, I'm going to read, I'm getting ready to read Ready Player One again, because I got to do that before the movie comes out in March. Yeah. That's, cool. that's fair. Yeah. yeah. So Regina, you've been reading. I am reading uh, For the Geek Embassy Reads. We're going to do an episode on this um, as soon as I finish, because everybody else is done but me. <laughs> <laughs> which in our Slack channel, my icon is currently um, the turtle, which is because I'm taking so long to read this book. It's a really good book. It's called um, The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet. Um, uh-huh. Geez, I forgot the author's name. Let's see if I can get in here. Um, and it's a female author, uh, Becky Chambers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the first in a series. So there are, there's at least two that have been written in the series at this point. Um, and it's kind of, I kind of describe it as um, Firefly and um, Farscape kind okay. of merged together. Um, okay. Kind of some of, yeah, some of the the themes of each of those kind of sci-fi um, kind of pushed together with uh, kind of the way the humans kind of adapted to to space and having to leave Earth after, of course, you know, we destroyed right. the planet. Yes, um, inevitably. Inevitably destroyed the planet, <laughs> which, you know, trajectories, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no social commentary here. Right. Um, uh, so it's, it's interesting. There's some great characters, some great characterizations. I really like a lot of the, I, that's really the important thing. If you don't get into it and you don't kind of get into the characters, you wouldn't maybe be so interested in it. A couple of the people mm-hmm. who are reading it for the site have had a hard time with the pacing. Uh, it's moving mm-hmm. pretty slow and kind of really in-depth setting the characters up. And that's that mm-hmm. hasn't been as well received by some of the readers as it has by others. So it's going to make a really interesting episode. <laughs> going to record it because we have people who are like, ready to write fan fiction and absolutely in love with the story and people who are like, so it'll be be interesting to see how it kind of comes out at the end. (laughs) And Steven is reading the vision comics. Oh my God. I'm so surprised. Well, you gotta be a jerk. Um, So (laughs) I found out, so last year there was a series of comics about the vision specifically. It was called the visions. Um, uh, and it was, um, and it was an Eisner Award winner, uh, which is a oh, big wow. deal. Yeah. Um, and so, basically, it is the story of Vision um, wanting a family. So, what does he do? He builds one, um, and so he makes his wife Virginia, and his daughter Viv, and her twin brother Vin, and eventually, I think he even makes a dog. Although I haven't seen that yet, I'm only like four uh, four issues in. Um, <laughs> And um, I bought this because I was like, oh, it's cool. I'll be able to read it and then I'll be able to share it with my kids. No, (laughs) no, my children will not be reading this um, because it is dark as hell. (laughs) Body count is very high. Um, 
And it really, really touches on some very serious stuff. Like I'm going to read more of it tonight. And um, this is one of those ones I think I'm actually going to try and get through as quickly as I can, just so that I don't have to think about it in the middle of it. Um, They don't do (laughs) foreshadowing so much as just straight up telling you what happens. Right. Like the second page. Yeah, this is not (laughs) so much like subtle stuff. They're like, by the way, at the end of our story, this will happen. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) great. Um, And but it does it in such a really like cold way Mm -hmm. um, that makes sense because it's about a robot. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's real good. It's called The Vision. It's out. There's a hardcover compilation, which has a lot of cool special features, actually, because it's the second half of it is a bunch of concept art for the, you know, the covers. And um, you know, they actually have like the the first pencil sketches of some of the pages along with the script. Um, so it's actually kind of neat so to see how a comic is put together. Um, mm-hmm. that's not uncommon, but it is very neat. If you're a vision fan, of which I'm sure there's like three of you, um, this is <laughs> definitely a book. And if you want um to have an existential crisis, um, read a book about a guy who wants to be a person, <laughs> and as a result, lots of people die. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, super creepy the way they do the art. It's super creepy. Like they really play up how creepy the very idea of the vision having a family made up of people just like him is. Yeah. It's really creepy. They don't mess around. Um and yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to jump back to games just a minute since we didn't really talk about it um when we were talking about games um is sort of what we're playing. Uh, let's do this um, real quickly. I'm still playing Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. I just have to say, oh my God, Stitches. Stitches is in Pocket Camp now. I am so happy. Stitches is my favorite <laughs> Animal Crossing animal. Like they tweeted out the other day, there's like, you know, silhouettes of all these animals. Like, do you recognize these animals? And then there was the bear with the star shirt. And I was like, oh my God, it's Stitches. <laughs> and i found him today and i am very very happy i saw your tweet with your picture yes, yes so so that's oh. me yeah i started um letting my daughter play um new leaf on my ds oh okay cool all she can do right now is kind of wander around and pick up things but yeah. you know it's a start it's yeah a start. yeah so try to you know if you're gonna like i was playing with anna on ours because you have two mm-hmm. the more than one person in the town and she would just she started leaving furniture everywhere because she didn't want to sell anything and like at one point i couldn't get out of my house because there was too much furniture around the door (laughs) yeah so if you're gonna do that kind of be on the lookout for that type of thing yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's funny uh so steven you played sea of thieves beta yeah and it's and it's a pile of horse shit um, you know, it's just a beta, so I'm really I'm glad that I only have to pay ten dollars to get access to it because I'm, right. um, because I'm gonna give it another shot. I think this could just very well be that it's a beta. There's no tutorial. There's no the UI is very sparse. It's hard to figure out what you're doing. Um, and people are seriously trolls, so it's mm-hmm. very hard to like really yeah. figure out what's going on. Um, I was expecting Destiny with pirates. Uh huh. Um and. I did not get that. So um, <laughs> this is an issue of expectations versus reality. Right. Well, there um, you go. I am, <laughs> we're all bunking up against that one. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'll admit 
that I'm guilty. So as of right now, I am not happy. Um, it's not what I wanted. Um, I don't know that it's what anybody wanted, but it seems like there's some people that are having fun. So I'm going to expect it, accept that maybe it was me just doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the full game comes out, I'm uh, going to give it another shot. But okay. man, whew, was it rough. All right. Thanks so much for listening. That wraps it up. Uh, we're geeking with the moms now, not gaming with the moms. And so we've got all new stuff, uh, contact information for you. So if you want to send us comments or feedback, you can send an email to geekingmoms at gmail.com. That's G-E-E-K-I-N-G at gmail.com. That is our handle on Twitter, at geekingmoms. We also have a Facebook page now, which we never had with Gaming with the Moms. And obviously you can subscribe to us either on iTunes or you can go to blog talk and follow us there. Um, so Regina and I both, uh, well, I write Regina does everything else. Uh, so what else is going on over at the geek embassy? Um, we're wrapping up our discovery, our disco discussion. So watch that for the geek embassy watches. Um, the last two episodes have been crazy. I can't wait until you guys watch them. Like I'm so excited. Anyway, Um, The newest thing I just found out today is we're going to be presenting at I Like Comics Con, which Mm. is at the Clark County Events Center um, the weekend of February 10th and 11th. Uh, We're presenting on the 11th. I don't have a time yet. So Uh keep an eye out on the Geek Embassy or on our Twitter and you'll see when we're going to be there. If you're local, it's an inexpensive con. It's got some pretty good names coming. Um, A lot of comic book artists and um, writers that are going to be there. So um, come and check that out and come see us. Cool. Uh, Steven is editor and founder of EngagedFamilyGaming.com. You guys have been doing lots of stuff. I've been seeing you posting stuff left and right. Well, I actually, uh, yeah, the biggest thing um, that is worth mentioning is uh, that we started writing news again um, because Mm -hmm. it turns out that uh, if you have a plan, you can actually get stuff done. So um, expect Monday through Thursday, uh, the biggest family gaming news story of the day will be posted on our site, as well as at least one video game and board game review per week which will be great. Um, the nice. biggest announcement is that the engage engage family gaming podcast is on Spotify now. Um, so that is uh, pretty hype. Uh, I found that out on Sunday rather uh, quite by accident. So for those of you that want to listen to us, but have for some reason not been able to do it on all of the other platforms, you now have another one. Now you can listen to us on Spotify. Just search engage a family gaming podcast. and You'll find us there. Um, I have a special guest. My BFF, Dr. Rachel Coward is coming on the podcast this weekend. And we're going to talk about the World Health Organization's gaming disorder designation. Um, uh, She and I feel a certain kind of way. Right. About that. (laughs) So, uh, um, yeah. So uh, you'll definitely want to tune in on that one. And also my wife is going to be there, which is great. She gets to meet my BFF um, for the very first time. So thank you very much. (laughs) Okay. All right. Awesome. Well, that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening and we'll be back in two weeks. Bye. Bye.